Hello, you're listening to Generation Orange, a Westmec podcast. My name is Eric Newman. I'm the communications specialist here at Westmec. Our interview today is a brief one with governing board member Frank Straka. He's been on the board since 2007 and has done a lot of awesome things and seen Westmec grow exponentially in his time on here. I got a chance to ask him a few questions about the governing board and some of the goals that the board has and what they enjoy about being on it. So without any further ado, let's get to that interview. So I'm with Frank Straka, and I am going to give him a little bit of time to, to talk about the Westmec governing board. Frank, thank you for being on. Uh, I appreciate it. Just tell me, first of all, for those who don't know what the governing board um, what our board does. Can you give us a little bit of a, a picture about that? So our, our board is just like any, I don't want to say just like any other school board, but the primary function of the board is to, um, two things, hire a superintendent, which we did that many years ago, and that is Mr. Donovan, um, who uh, is, I would say, the voice of CTE in the state. So we're very happy to have him as a superintendent. And then the other thing is to really set policy and direction for the district. And so that's why you'll see us focus more on policy decisions and um, this, you know, really interested in the strategic plan and where the district is headed. What are some of the biggest things that you guys are taking on as projects right now? I know that every time you meet, there's new stuff on the table and you're, uh, you're going throughout a bunch of different processes, but what are some of the big things, the big ticket items that um, the governing board is dealing with at the moment? So um, every year we, uh, so throughout the year we have a, uh, a presentation from each member district to see how they're using our funds. We provide about $14 million in CTE funding to all the satellite programs throughout the West Bank District. So um, we like to make sure that students are um, actively engaged and uh, seeing that that money is being put to good use. And it's always kind of nice to see how they're using it and what the students come and tell us about their program. So that's uh, the biggest thing that we do is that's $15 million a year. And then we'll get updates from the different campuses as well. Uh, and. Uh, so the, that's the, I would say the biggest thing we do is we provide, you know, the funding for CTE in a way. Uh, right now, what's up in front of the board is we're in the budget process. Every year we have to look at the budget. I think right now the budget is that unknown because we haven't seen uh, the way the budget changed in the last few years is this year's enrollment numbers set next year's budget instead of it being a, like a one-year lag. So we haven't really seen this year's enrollment numbers, so we don't know exactly what that budget looks like yet. Uh, Barbara Thompson and the budget team is working on that, and so we'll probably start to have those. We had the initial conversation last month, and probably in May we'll have another one. Um, this month we'll also be looking at uh, the benefits for the coming year, benefits, raises, insurance, um, stipends, the whole compensation package, and we do that on an annual basis as well. What does uh, what made you want to be part of the the governing board? Because I know it's it's not something that um, it, it takes extra time out of your already busy schedule and everything. You have uh, your own whole schedule going on of your life and everything. What made you want to be a part of this? So 
I, I believe uh, everybody should have, uh, everybody should give back to their community. Um, I'm a product of public education, and so I want to give back to public education. I went to a state school. I went to the University of Arizona, and so this is my way of um, mentoring the next generation. Uh, everybody, everybody has a purpose or an opportunity to give back somewhere, and this is one way to give back. How fulfilling has it been for you to, you know, see? the the way that the board and Westmec overall is kind of contributing to the education here, helping people get ready for the workforce and things like that. It's got to be rewarding to see that the work's going to something like that. Yeah, so I think the best day of the year is the, um, I don't want to say the commencement program, uh, but our, our year-end program where we sure. rec where the recognition ceremony um, I think the other thing that has happened to me a few times when I've been wearing a Westmec shirt out somewhere in the community, I mean, I like to do that on Wednesdays. I call that Westmec Wednesday. Uh, when somebody comes up to me uh, and says, I remember clearly when I was just on the Westmec board in the first three or four years, a lady came up to me and said, without the cosmetology program, my daughter would have never made it through high school. Without the aviation program, without what some program, my son or daughter wouldn't have made it through high school. Um, those are probably the most fulfilling because you know you made a difference. I know it's just one life, but you made that difference for them. They got out of high school, they have a career, um, and, and you changed someone's path. And so those are the most rewarding things I think that we see. How long have you been on the board? Oh man, since uh, the beginning of 2007, so wow. uh, just 14 years. Have you seen major changes in that time? What's the what's the board look like, and what is Westmec? I know Westmec gone, has gone through uh, changes just overall. What's the what's the difference between now and when you got on in 2007? So back then we were at 4949 West Camelback. It was an old Valley Bank, Chase Bank, Bank Building. West Mech had all of 12 employees. Wow. We only did satellite programs. There was no central campus. Um, and our budget was considerably less. You know, the staff was considerably less. I don't think we had any professional development. Um, so you can just imagine, from 12 employees to where we are today, you wouldn't even recognize right and the the board I know you guys have a lot that you're doing how um, you know when you're in those meetings and you're you're going through the process and everything does it seem like everybody has kind of a uh, a similar attitude to you that they're helping out the community things like that I know that uh, in any group of people there's going to be some that disagree about one thing or another um, but the overall message has got to be, hey, we're helping these kids get an education. We're helping kind of make this happen. What's that sentiment like? Yeah, so I think the whole board, especially, I, I would go back to the member district's presentations. When the students come and present, right. that is just rewarding for the entire board. Uh, I think if you look at our board, we have a really unique balance. Um, we have small business owners, we have um, a teacher, we have um, a nonprofit, 
Uh, I come from finance and banking. So we have this nice across the board, unique skill set um, that everybody adds something based on their area of expertise. And so I think the other reason that, you know, no, we don't always agree, but if we're talking about construction, I would look to, you know, uh, I would have looked to Mr. Oros or Joe Holcomb over the years as the expert on construction. Um, if we're talking about teachers and, and what the classroom should look like and how the building classrooms should look like, we all look to Mr. Kaltenbach because he's a teacher and he, his opinion in that area, um, we all value because we're not teachers and we don't have to, to deal with that. And so that's why we kind of rely on each other based on our, our skill set. You as a finance person, do you th do you ever use kind of your experiences with, because I know you deal with the budget and you deal with um, taxes and things like that. Do you kind of feel like you can use your expertise in that way? Yeah. So one of the things, our first bond was a 20-year bond. And when we were getting ready to issue the second bond, one of the things I was asking Greg was about the lower term bond. Sure. And we went back and looked, and the bond numbers, it was like for a dollar a year more, we could cut the bonds from 20 years to 10 years. And so those kind of just understanding the multipliers, um, that's something that I'm more than familiar with. Um, strategic plan, you know, and planning I'm more familiar with. Um, but that's my area. Um, what do you think that Westmec is going to look like? Because we've had this big expansion and everything. Do you do you think that that's going to keep happening? Do you foresee uh, more expansion, more growth of some of our programs, or what does the future of Westmec look like to you and and the board? Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about that. Um, I think COVID and the virtualness um, has changed education dramatically. Sure. Uh, the biggest challenge for Westmec is we students need hands-on learning. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to get on a plane that the student that the person fixed by learning virtually. Nobody wants their hair done by someone who learned to do it virtually. So from that standpoint, I'm not so sure the education delivery model will change. Uh, but what I do think may change is, is there an opportunity for us to roll out our professional development beyond the Westmec borders and offer more virtual training? And does that become a, a way of funding more programs because we could charge non-member districts, um, especially smaller districts? What can we do for smaller districts than like on the Navajo Nation? They don't have any availability of professional development. How, what can we do for them? As, you know, partners in education. Um, so I think that that's kind of uh, what is Westmec going to do to be creative? Um, you look back, Amazon did the right thing years ago and put themselves to be in the right position. Is there an opportunity and can we move quick enough to beat everyone else to it? That makes sense. Uh, and you kind of talked about the virtual thing. We're, we're recording this interview on Zoom right now, and it took us a little bit to get on. So it, it definitely requires a little bit of creativity um, to be able to do that. Frank, I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, thank you for your time 
and I wanted to ask if there's anything more you wanted to add. No, I just appreciate everybody um, at Westbeck and the team. Um, I know it's been a really difficult year. Um, it's been a difficult year for everybody. Uh, and I appreciate how everybody just um, figured it out as they went along. Um, it's something like we've never seen. And I'm looking and I feel like we're getting to the other side. Absolutely. And, and so getting to the other side, we're going to look back and say we learned a lot from this. I'm happy to be back in person, happy to see people, and uh, we'll see what, uh, what the next uh, 10 years hold. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Frank. I really appreciate it. I'll let you go. I know you've got a very busy day. Thank you again to Frank Straka for coming on the Generation Orange podcast. For anything about Westmec, visit west-mec.edu. That's westmec.edu. And go on social media, Westmec, W-E-S-T-M-E-C, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all the content and awesome stuff that we're doing around the district. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.